Hello out there. This is White Ash Flies with Colin Mahoney. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm so happy you're here for this latest installment of a series I call Xander's Sunday Sauce. Today, I'll be reading Sir Philip Sidney's translation of Psalm 17 from the Old Testament. After which, I'll read the more laconic translation of the same psalm from the Revised Standard Version. Sir Philip Sidney was born into an aristocratic family in Kent in 1554. He was considered something of a prodigy as a child, and at 18 was elected to Parliament and sent to the continent by Queen Elizabeth to negotiate her marriage to Monsieur Francis, Duke of Anjou and Alençon. In this role, he took the dangerous liberty of warning the Queen against the marriage, and was paid for his presumption by being expelled from her court. He was recalled from the wilderness in 1584, and sent by Elizabeth to the Netherlands to fight with Dutch Protestants against their Spanish rulers. In 1586, after a bullet wound in his thigh ulcerated, Sidney died at 31 years of age. Sidney died at the age of 32. In his treatise, the Defense of Poesy, written in 1580. Sidney argues that the Sibylline and Delphic oracles of ancient Greece deserve to be called divine poets, or vetes. For, he writes, that same exquisite observing of number and measure in the words, and that high-flying liberty of conceit proper to the poet, did seem to have some divine force in it. He continued, and may I not presume a little further, to show the reasonableness of this word vetes, and say that the holy David's psalms are a divine poem? If I do, I shall not do it without the testimony of great learned men, both ancient and modern. But even the name of psalms will speak for me, which, being interpreted, is nothing but songs. Then, that it is fully written in meter, although the rules be not yet fully found. Lastly, and principally, his handling his prophecy, which is merely poetical. For what else is the awaking his musical instruments, the often and free changing of persons, his notable prosopopoeus, personifications, when he maketh you, as it were, see God coming in his majesty, his telling of the beast's joyfulness and hills leaping, but a heavenly poesy, wherein almost he showeth himself a passionate lover of that unspeakable and everlasting beauty to be seen by the eyes of the mind, only cleared by faith. But truly now having named him, that is, the psalmist, I fear me I seem to profane that holy name, applying it to poetry, which is among us thrown down to so ridiculous an estimation. But they that with quiet judgments will look a little deeper into it shall find the end and working of it such as, being rightly applied, deserveth not to be scourged out of the church of God. You can find this and scores of other episodes of White Ashflies on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor FM, Acast, and YouTube. And now, 
Psalm 17 on white ash flies. My suit is just, just, Lord, to my suit hark. I plain, sweet Lord, my plaint for pity mark. And since my lips feign not with thee, thine ears vouchsafe to bend to me. O let my sentence pass from thine own face, show that thy eyes respect a faithful case. Thou that by proof acquainted art with inward secrets of my heart. When silent night might seem all faults to hide, then was I by thy searching insight tried, and then by thee was guiltless found from ill word and ill-meaning sound. Not weighing aught how fleshly fancies run, led by thy word the ravener's steps I shun, and pray that still thou guide my way, Least yet I slip or go astray. I say again that I have called on thee, And boldly say thou wilt give ear to me. Then let my words, my cries, ascend, Which to thyself my soul will send. Show then, O Lord, thy wondrous kindness show. Make us in merveils of thy mercy know that thou by faithful men wilt stand and save them from rebellious hand. Then keep me as the apple of an eye. In thy wing's shade, then, let me hidden lie from my destroying wicked foes, who for my death still me enclose. Their eyes do swim, their face doth shine in fat, and cruel words their swelling tongues do chat. And yet their high hearts look so low as how to watch our overthrow. Now like a lion gaping to make praise. Now like his whelp in den that lurking stays. Up, Lord, prevent those gaping jaws, And bring to naught those watching paws. Save me from them thou usest as thy blade, From men, I say, and from men's worldly trade whose life doth seem most greatly blessed, and count this life their portion best, whose belly so with dainties thou dost fill, and so with hidden treasures grant their will, that they in riches flourish do, and children have to leave it to. What would they more? And I would not their case, my joy shall be pure to enjoy thy face, When waking of this sleep of mine I shall see thee in likeness thine. Hear a just cause, O Lord, Attend to my cry, Give ear to my prayer from lips free of deceit. From thee let my vindication come, Let thy eyes see the right. If thou triest my heart, if thou visitest me by night, if thou testest me, thou wilt find no wickedness in me. My mouth does not transgress. With regard to the works of men, by the word of thy lips I have avoided the ways of the violent. My steps have held fast to thy paths, my feet have not slipped. 
I call upon thee, for thou wilt answer me, O God. Incline thy ear to me, hear my words. Wondrously show thy steadfast love, O Savior of those who seek refuge from their adversaries at thy right hand. Keep me as the apple of the eye. Hide me in the shadow of thy wings from the wicked who despoil me, my deadly enemies who surround me. They close their hearts to pity. With their mouths they speak arrogantly. They track me down. Now they surround me. They set their eyes to cast me to the ground. They are like a lion eager to tear, as a young lion lurking in ambush. Arise, O Lord, confront them, overthrow them. Deliver my life from the wicked by thy sword, from men by thy hand, O Lord, from men whose portion in life is of the world. May their belly be filled with what thou hast stored up for them. May their children have more than enough. May they leave something over to their babes. As for me, I shall behold thy face in righteousness. When I awake, I shall be satisfied with beholding thy form. <laughs>